the pastor was preaching one Sunday morning, and he looked out into the congregation as he was preaching, <clears throat> and he noticed one of the men that was sitting there close to the front, that he noticed that his ears were red, and, and it seemed like they were blistered, as if they had been just sunburned, but his face was, was normal. And so after the service, the pastor caught the man, and he said, you know, I have to ask, what happened to your ears? And the guy said, well, he, and he kind of smiled. And he said, yesterday I was watching football. And he said, my team was behind. It was the fourth quarter. <laughs> and he said, I was so focused on what was going on, I really wasn't paying any attention to anything around me. And <clears throat> I'm sorry. And he said, my wife was ironing right beside the end of the couch. And, and, he, and, he, and he said, I was so intense and focused on, on my team. It was the end of the fourth quarter. They were driving to make the winning touchdown, he had hoped. And he said, the phone rang. And he said, without looking, I just reached and grabbed the iron and put it to my ear. And the pastor looked at him and he went, okay, he went, what about the other ear? He went, I got another phone call. <laughs> so so uh, he was focused. Uh, sometimes you can, you, can, you can be focused uh, too much uh, in, in, in dealing with it. And, and that's what I want to deal with today in, in being focused. Thank you so much. Uh, being focused as to what God has called us to do. Now, each one of us has a calling. We know that. Each one of us has that one, at least one special spiritual gift. Uh, we, we know that God has, has given that to us. The disciples had kind of lost their focus. I mean, they had been with Jesus for about three years. Everything was going great. They were just beginning to grab and grasp what they were doing with Jesus and what their mission was all about with Jesus. And during this period, all of a sudden, Jesus tells them, we're going to Jerusalem, and I'm going to die in Jerusalem. I'm going to be crucified in Jerusalem. And, but I'm going to be raised from the dead three days later. See, they didn't hear that part. And we're the... We're the same way, aren't we? Sometimes we only hear half of the conversation. We, uh, we, we hear what we want to hear sometimes. And so all they heard was Jesus was going to die on the cross. Of course, we know it, it happened. Uh, the disciples went into hiding. They were afraid that they were going to be next. And then all of a sudden, Jesus, he's, he's risen. And they went, well, he said he was. And they had already seen Jesus a couple of times, but still they were, they were out of focus. They didn't quite yet know what to do. They didn't quite yet understand, what, what are we supposed to do now? What is, what's the plan now? And the Bible tells us that there were seven of these disciples in chapter 21. And they were probably talking, well, what do we do? And Simon Peter all of a sudden looked up and he went, well, I'm going fishing. 
And the rest of them said, well, we'll go with you then. Uh, might as well. So they went fishing. They fished all night, did not catch a thing. Now, I don't know much about fishing, but I would be frustrated as a fisherman if I fished all night and I didn't catch anything. Uh, so, so I'm sure they were frustrated as they was bringing the boat back in. And they saw a man standing on the shore, didn't recognize that it was Jesus yet. And he asked them, he said, did you catch any fish? And they went, no. And, and, I, you know, and, and, I, and I try to imagine little humorous things. And I imagine Jesus just kind of smiled and just went, <laughs> he went, throw your net on the right side of the boat. See what happens. Well, they threw the net on the right side of the boat, pulled the net up, and it said that it, the net was full of fish. And as they were bringing the nets in, John, because it said the disciple who loved Jesus, and we think that was John, that John looked and he looked at Peter and he said, It's the Lord. Well, just from instinct, Peter just jumps out of the boat. It says they were about 100 yards away, so he probably had to swim. He, he swam to the shore to where Jesus was. They got to the shore, brought the fish on, and Jesus went, bring some of the fish over here. Let's have breakfast. Basically, Jesus was looking at them and go, going, let's sit and talk. Let's, let's have a moment of teaching again. Let's have a moment of sharing uh, as to what, what you've been called and, and what, you're, what you're going to do. There are three things this morning that uh, I hope that we can learn from the Scripture. Uh, the first one is that Jesus decided, okay, it was time to confront His disciples about their mission. They knew what the mission was. But you have to understand, it was upside down, wasn't it? Uh, the, the mission was the same, but Jesus wasn't with them every day. They didn't know exactly what Jesus' plans were going to be at this time, so they didn't exactly understand, well, well what do we do now? Is, is it, is it the, do we go back doing the same thing that we've always done? Or has the resurrection, has it changed things? What, just exactly what is going on? And Jesus felt that during this time, it, it was just time for them to acknowledge what Jesus wanted them, what he wanted them to do. And it was what he called them to do. I want you to be fishers of men. I've called you to be my disciple. And I still want you to be my disciple. The mission has not changed, but Jesus was re-emphasizing to his disciples, you are my disciples. It's, it's time to focus it's time to refocus. In other words, basically, Jesus was giving them a recall, wasn't he? He had already called them, but with everything that had happened, they had kind of got out of focus, and Jesus was saying, this is a recall. We're sitting, we're eating breakfast. This is a, this is a, a recall in, in your ministry. How has 2020 been to you? You know, when January 1st came and we went, yeah, 2020. You know, I always preached a sermon that said, hey, make this year your best year. No matter how good this past year was, make this your best year. I'm not sure anyone's going to be able to look back and go, boy, 2020 was a great year. <laughs> 
I, I think we'll look back and go, you know, 2020 was a weird year. 2020 was a year that we've experienced things that, be honest, I didn't think we'd ever experience a pandemic. Not, not with all the technology that we have today, but we have. We, we've, had to, we've had to adjust. We've had to adjust our way of, of living. I was going in a store the other day and had my mask on. And a gentleman behind me did not have his mask on. And he became very upset because they would not let him in without his mask. Uh, so we, we, we've had to adjust, haven't we? we we've had to change the, the way that we're, that we're doing things. We've had to change church, haven't we? we, we have to cha- we've had to change church. We're, we're more spread out now. We've had to change the way we do services. Uh, I think now, and I hope you and I hope you realize too, that that your pastor and your staff and all the support personnel that that gets the that puts the worship together, they're working twice as hard than than they normally do to make sure that the service is online, make sure that we've got the live service, uh, to make sure that uh, we're spread out, to make sure of safety, to make sure of cleaning areas, just for the worship service. They're working twice as hard so that they can still bring the worship service to you. Uh, We've changed. uh, uh, I know that at the very beginning, you know, all everything was online we were doing the worship service online we could not come on the property uh that was different that that was a change uh i didn't like that i understood it uh, and i knew we were being safe but i didn't like that i was so thankful that when we said okay we're going to get back and 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 doing the worship services we're going to be spread out uh so so the pandemic has really just changed things, hasn't it? And we've come a little bit relaxed, haven't we? Uh, it, I'll have to admit, even though I didn't like it, it was nice to get up, fix breakfast, and if it was an early service, like 9 o'clock, to prop my feet up, eat breakfast, and watch the worship service online. I went, boy, I've never been able to do this before. And this, this is good. This, this is cool. I still don't like it because I, I, miss, I miss the fellowship. But I thought, well, this is nice. But then I thought, I don't want it to be this way forever. It's nice for a time. So so became relaxed. So when it got time to, when it became time to go back into the worship service, I went, well, I got to get up and get dressed. I got to take a shower. I got to put clean clothes on. <laughs> I have to shave. <laughs> so, so again, we we made that we made that adjustment. We we relaxed and we made that adjustment. But have we relaxed too much? Have we relaxed to the point that we're saying, okay, we've got back almost. I still think it's going to take a couple of months to get back to where we we're, we're normal, if we want to say that, if we can ever get back to normal. We still may have to do things different. But see, the disciples relaxed. They were out of focus. And what Jesus was doing to the disciples, he's saying, I'm recalling you. 
I need you to refocus again. And I think that's what Jesus is going to do with us, that he's going to confront us, and he's saying, okay, we've been relaxed. The world needs to hear about Jesus all over again. I think when the pandemic is over, and I do believe it's going to be over one day, that, that we're going to have to get back and saying, okay, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that's what God is telling us, I think, through the Scriptures as we relate it to in today's time, that He's saying there's going to come a time that He's going to recall us, that He's going to remind us we're disciples of Jesus Christ. Because if we, the church, do not tell the people in the world about Jesus, who will? No one. So let's start refocusing on the mission. We're, we're, we're coming back into the worship service, so don't stay relaxed. Refocus on what God has called you to do. Refocus on that special gift that God has given you to, to bring you back into focus in sharing Jesus and sharing Jesus Christ. The other thing that I think that Jesus wants us to learn is that Jesus offers a challenge that will change your life. He will offer that challenge that will change your life. Think about this time that Jesus had with the disciples, with breakfast with the disciples. Now, he had only seen them a couple of times. I'm not sure if Peter had had a one-on-one -on -one situation with Jesus yet. But I'm sure that Peter was thinking, what's he going to do? What's he going to say to me? I boldly told him, I will die before I deny you. And I denied that man three times. I denied my Savior three times. And I told him I would not do it. Can you imagine? And you've probably been in a situation like this. But I can imagine Peter's sitting there eating and Jesus is sitting here and Peter's here and Peter just kind of keeps looking at Jesus. You know, looks at him going, is he looking at me? And maybe one time he glances and Jesus looks at him and Peter puts his head down real quick. Like, no, I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking. I just feel like that Peter was so awkward at that time that Peter didn't know what to do. Peter was just out of his element. He knew he loved Jesus. He, he, he knew that he was a disciple, but Peter was just, he was off course, wasn't he? He wasn't sure what to do, wasn't sure what Jesus wanted him to do, wasn't sure even what Jesus was going to do. Peter was uncomfortable. And then Jesus said, Peter, do you love me more than these? Peter said, well, well, yes, Lord, you, uh, yeah, I love you. He said, then feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Jesus asked him three times, Peter, do you love me? And the third time, I look at this, and, and, and Peter became frustrated. And we probably would too. And the third time, Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? He went, Lord, you know everything. And I think what Peter was saying was, Lord, you know in my heart I love you. You can see in my heart, Lord. You know I love you. I know I denied you three times, but you know I love you. And Jesus once again told Peter, then feed my sheep. Be the shepherd of my sheep. 
What Jesus was doing to Peter is the same thing he's going to do with us. Peter, refocus on your calling. Peter, I know you love me. I know things seem upside down right now, but you have to focus on the mission. The mission hasn't changed, Peter. The mission hasn't changed. But Jesus did this in a way with Peter that it did change Peter. What a disciple Peter was after this discussion with Jesus. After he told him, Lord, I've told you I loved you three times. He said, then feed my sheep, Peter. Boy, did Peter feed the sheep. And that's what God will do with us. He will change us. When God refocuses us, when we have that recall, God's going to change you. He, he's going to give you a new, he's going to give you a new excitement. He's going to give you a new outlook as to what a disciple is and what you are to do in your discipleship for Jesus Christ. Because more than ever, in a few more months, I just think more than ever, people are going to need to know Jesus loves them. And they need to know the love of Jesus. And if we don't share with them, no one will. If we don't share Jesus Christ, if we don't feed the sheep, the sheep will not get fed. And that comes back to the church. So I think through these scriptures in our day and time, Jesus is saying, refocus. Refocus. I just want to share something with you real quick on a personal note. Uh, a little over 20 years ago, my wife and I were able to go to the Holy Land. Had a great experience. I'd love to go back one day. And uh, Dr. Charles Davis, he's been in this area a long time. Uh, he was a retired pastor in our church, and he was the group leader. And I remember he kept telling us, don't expect God to speak to you at a certain point. Let God choose where he wants to speak to you. And I have to be honest, I was, I was very excited about, man, I want to see the empty tomb. I want, to see where, I want to see where the cross was, where the crucifixion was. I want to see where Jesus was born. And I was so excited about all that. And, and I was glad to see it. But I, but I walked away going, God, I didn't have that moment. God, I wanted that moment here. I, I wanted that moment here at the empty tomb. I wanted that revelation, God, that, that, that you spoke to me and God, I didn't have it. And Charles kept telling us, wait for God. Wait for God to have that moment with you. Don't anticipate it, but wait for it. And I remember there was one time we were at the Sea of Galilee, and we were, we were on the shore, and we were eating lunch. And Charles did this devotion. He gave this devotion. And he said it was just like this setting. The sea was there. The disciples were sitting here. And I just felt like, you know, you got to get away. So after the devotion, I just kind of walked away. And, and, I, and I thought, you know, Lord, what are you telling me here? And the same thing that I think he told Peter, he said, Ronnie, I want you to refocus on your ministry. Now, I'd, I'd had thoughts about maybe getting out of the ministry. Wasn't sure. And, uh, and, and it was so clear and so plain that, that God said, look, I called you to be a pastor. 
And that's the only thing I want you to be right now. You are a pastor. Be the pastor. And, and I kind of, I, I was by myself, and I just kind of started just laughing. And I went, it's kind of like you're telling Peter to feed the sheep, huh? And it was like, yeah, yeah, be the pastor I've called you to be. Uh, to me, it was a recall. It was a recall. I became excited again. I, I had a, it, I was changed. Now, when I was in Alabama, and this was a year after we came to South Daytona, and when I was in Alabama, we, we were live on the radio, and we, we filmed our, our services. VHS tapes, how many remember those? <laughs> so I still had some of them. So, so I got them out, and I started looking at them, and I went, wow. And, and, and I looked at my wife, and one of them I went, I was boring. I said, I'm boring with these deliveries. And, and I went, am I boring now? <laughs> you know, you got to love your wife. And she went, no. She said, I don't know what's happened, but you have a new energy. She said, you have a new energy since you've been at South Daytona. And I just thought, I've been recalled. I've had that recalled. God has allowed me to refocus. He, he has brought me to refocus. And, and church... That's what God's going to do with us. When this pandemic, and I do believe it's, it's going to come to an end, we're going to be recalled to be missionaries. We're going to be called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. We're going to be called, recalled to do what the church is called to do, and that's to share Jesus Christ at its fullest. We've been able to relax the last few months, haven't we? We haven't been able to do most of the ministries that we've been doing, but it's coming. It's coming that we can get back and doing what God has called us to do. So don't get too relaxed. Don't let God take a two before and have to refocus you. Just let God in that still, small voice say, it's time to be recalled. It's time to finish the mission that I've called you to do. And that's what he was telling Peter. He said, Peter, finish the mission. I've called you to be a disciple. You know the mission that is front, in front of you. Finish it, Peter. That's what he's saying to me. That's what he's saying to you as, as, as just church members. Finish the mission that Christ has called us, has called us to do. And then the very last thing. Basically, what Jesus was saying was, follow me. Don't give up. Don't, don't, don't give up. Just because we're in an unusual situation in our world and in our lives, in our communities, in our church, don't give up in following Jesus. We need Jesus' leadership. We need his guidance more, more than ever. See, that was Jesus' final instructions to the disciples. Follow me the first instruction he had for them follow me the very last thing he was said to them follow me so we're going to be recalled we're, we're, we're going to be asked to refocus and Jesus says I'm going to be with you 
I'm not going to send you out there and not be with you. I will be with you. He's going to equip us. He's going to empower us. His presence is going to be with us. He's going to lead us and he's going to guide us. But he will call us to be refocused. You might say that Jesus had breakfast and a recall with his disciples that morning. You and I are going to be recalled to be a disciple of Christ, to continue, to continue. Yeah, we've been relaxed, but we need now to step up and start getting back into the mission, getting back into the mission of First NSB, getting back into the mission that God has called you, getting back into using your talents that God has given you for, for His glory, for the glory of the kingdom, and for the glory of this church. And it just simply comes down, follow me. Follow me. So I encourage you. You're going to get a recall. Now I promise you that. You're going to get a recall from Jesus Christ one day. Be ready for it. Know that it's going to change you. Know that it's going to be exciting that it's going to re-energize you and that you're going to feel the presence of Jesus more than ever and you're going to be so excited about serving Jesus that it's going to be the greatest thing that you've ever experienced except when you first accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Anticipate it. Don't try to guess when it's going to come, but it is coming. And the question is, will you answer it? Will you positively say, yes, Lord, I accept the recall. I accept refocusing on your ministry, your mission, and the mission of my church.